It's Rant Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. My name is Morty Oberstein. You might know me as the SEO liaison over at Wix, but again, this podcast has absolutely positively nothing to do with that role. This is pure Morty magic slash insanity. Okay, so here's how the podcast works. I release a rant whenever I want to. There's no set schedule, so that means... I can't tell you when the next rant after this one is coming. So, hey, you might want to subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on the SEORant.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at SEORant. You can follow me on Twitter at Morty Overseen. Today, uh, we have with us, or I have with us, I'm not to say who's it, we, is it I? It doesn't really matter. Um, one of my favorite people in the SEO industry. I'm a little disappointed that she's in the office today and not with her Pink Floyd skis. She's the one, she's the only Nikki Mosier. Hey, Marty. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, the whole I, I, I love talking to you, but I also love the Pink Floyd skis. And you're, I know. If I, if I would have known, I would have taken a picture and then made it my zoo background. Oh, that'd, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, it's funny so, that you like get so excited about them because I always feel like my so background's cool. way too cluttered. I've they never are seen cool. anything that cool before, like in someone's background. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's, the, it's the dark side of the moon prism thing, like on like yeah. a bunch of skis. Like, that is very cool. Uh, yeah, by the way, my partner how, how wants to move them. Packers are doing good. We're yeah. having a heck of a season. Age does not seem to impact Aaron Rodgers. Forever young. No, he took a pretty good hit hit on Sunday. I was a little worried for a second, but he he, he pulled through. God bless him. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna talk about the Steelers, but I'm a little bit upset because we're looking rather terrible. I know. Oh my goodness! You had a great start. What the heck happened? I don't know. It's like all of a sudden, like something just happened. I have no idea. I don't even know who they look like. And you would think you would blame it on the 38 year old quarterback, but it's not him. Oddly enough. He's he's not dropping balls. No, he's not dropping balls. And you would think like he did. He eats whatever he wants. He doesn't really practice. He doesn't really like, you know, exercise or whatever. He just, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, who was a horrible human being, it seems like, but. Yeah, he's not the nicest of people. Yep. Anyway, we could talk about this for for a good long time. So um, the way I'm going to introduce this is you are an interesting person in general, but in SEO, whereas you combine the power of local SEO and the power of technical SEO to make one Uber SEO. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that, because that's not always the most common combination. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I ended up gravitating towards both technical and local. I think it's part of part of being agency side is there's definitely that mix in my day to day. And I just kind of like the, the opportunities and the nuances that both disciplines provide. Does it like impact like does like your knowledge of technical SEO like significantly impact your ability to be a local SEO? No, I feel like sometimes it makes me get too in the weeds with local clients. Like if, we'll, if sometimes we'll have a, a client who just has a local SEO budget. And so that usually that means their budget isn't super big, especially if they're just like a small one single location. But I tend to want to get in the weeds with technical stuff, even if that might not be part of their, their SW. You know, you realize that the implications of what you're saying just ticked off half of SEO Twitter because you basically said, if I like local <laughs> SEO, like you don't need to be a technical SEO. Right. No, <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely still important to be having those things in the back of your mind if you're mostly focused on local, but there's definitely different 
different situations where that I hate the phrase, but it depends. It depends. So if you okay, so if you had to choose one in the over over the other, local or technical? I'd probably choose local just because I really like the opportunities it presents for helping small businesses. Let's talk about that. What, what do you love about local SEO? Because I, by the way, I know you're technical SEO, but when I think of you, I really think local SEO, which could be I'm pigeonholing you, which is a terrible <laughs> thing. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> but you seem to have like this like deep passion about local SEO. I think it's, I think one thing, and one is definitely being a lot of times our local, we do a lot of multi-location but a lot of times we also have single location businesses. So I feel like there's definitely a lot more opportunity to make direct impact when you have a local SEO client because typically their leads are a lot more, not it's hard to say, like directly business focused, but it definitely impacts, you see the impact um, a lot more firsthand with, with local clients, I feel like, especially now, like in the time of COVID, we've taken on a couple pro bono clients and being able to kind of help them stay on top of all the changes of, with Google My Business as far as COVID goes. And um, that's definitely been interesting to see how fast Google pivoted. I was actually pretty surprised yeah. because they tend to not be the most responsive, especially when all of the GMB support just like went away during COVID, which was super helpful to small businesses. <laughs> Um, but they kind of came through as far as like the COVID GMB posts and making changes as far as attributes to businesses could designate pickup and curbside and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of cool to see how fast GMB pivoted with, with the pandemic. Yeah, it's really because it, it, like your business profile is almost better than the websites of half these places. Like if you're the website, like, I, don't know, I have no idea. But yeah, the profile yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, though, because it definitely will also drive me nuts. Like if we're not right now, but normally out traveling and go to like see if a business is open and their GMB says it is, and then we show up and it's closed. And it's like, that's so easy to do. That's so easy to take care of. Like, so sometimes that's it can be interesting. A because like when you're, when you like, okay, so you're managing, you know, of course, SEOs only work with the enormous enterprise websites, obviously. 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 And then you're working with, you know, professionals and, and whatnot. But when you're working in local SEO, you're working, you know, generally speaking with the small business owners right yep yeah a lot of times that has to be frustrating it can be just because a lot of times one one they don't have a lot of time so like i think i like my parents they own a a hardware store in the midwest and i try to help them with their gmb and like their luckily my stepbrother is my age and so he takes care of most of it but my parents are completely clueless they were like wait we have what like we need to change our hours where like just totally clueless on what what kind of the best practice is there how do we do this on the internet (laughs) right you can actually do it on your phone you don't even have to touch your computer so okay like most frustrating story with a local seo client if you if you care to divulge um so this isn't actually like the client's fault it was actually kind of google's fault but we had um we were white labeling for a client and we were um we had a bunch with like 800 plus locations all in one google account and it was gmb and the paid and paid ads in the same account and for some reason whenever somebody would start using location extensions and paid ads it would create a new gmb location for that even if there was one existing so the account had like hundreds and hundreds of unverified listings in it. Well, Google just decided one day to suspend everything in the account, which was awesome. Right. Um, so essentially their 
stupid law screwed up our entire account. So enlisted the help of of the wonderful Joy Hawkins to help us work yeah. through that suspension and get everything back up and going, but and separated everything into paid search account and local SEO account. But it was the super frustrating that Google's system broke their own system. So I don't think I've, as out of one or two times, I don't think I've ever had to be in contact with Google's support team on, on local. You're lucky. You're lucky. Yeah. Man. Well, I don't know, like, you know, like, you know, we had, like, you know, one local listing when I was back at rank, like, it's like, it wasn't part of my world. It's generally not part of my world um, right. for better or for worse. But, you know, you go on, on on Twitter and you see like, you know, Jason Brown, whatever it is. And it's like, it, it seems like it's like the holy grail of pain. Yeah, it's not, it's not customer friendly or user friendly. That's for sure. That's all you're going to say? Come on. I mean, <laughs> Like for G, I've heard it's a little better for a, for paid search just because at least they get like a dedicated rep that they can yeah, actually call. Yeah, we are. So that's why, yeah, I've experienced that. You get a nice and, rep, you can have meetings, yeah. and yeah, yeah. It's like why why do they get that on paid search? Because they're spending money, and we don't get yeah. that on on the GMB side. But yeah, it's definitely I found a way around it. Sometimes it's to actually call the paid search number, like use those options, and then you can actually get someone on the phone because on the GMB support side it's nearly impossible to get anyone on the phone. And it doesn't seem like you get the same person. So even if you're, you submit a support ticket for a client or for a listing and somebody responds and then you send your response, the next person to respond nine times out of 10 is not the same support person. So it's like, you have to like start re-explaining your issue every time from scratch. Yeah. It's like going to the doctor like multiple times, but going to a different doctor every single time for the same problem. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I've been there for that also, which is terribly frustrating. Yeah, makes sense. So what do you do? Like, how do you handle this? Other than like slamming things. Yeah, that doesn't usually help, but sometimes it makes you feel better. Um, You just have to keep with it. Like, that's really the only way through it is to just like keep going through the process and eventually you get there, make friends with with some product experts. That's definitely helpful. Um, People like Kristen Tang and Jason Brown are extremely extremely helpful and gracious with their time try to try to not abuse it right yeah it seems like there's like a lot of like you know in terms of like seo or the facets of seo like the low like you local folks like really closely tighten it together which is nice yeah it's definitely helpful because like knowing who product experts are they kind of will know firsthand when there's a glitch or kind of a workaround or at least be able to to escalate escalate things that's cool. I mean, it's that come from the fact that, like, you know, the support is not where it needs to be. I, I think it definitely contributes to it. Yeah, they know that support isn't where it should be, and that they know as product experts that they not that they have a responsibility to help people, but that they have a little more leverage and ability to help sometimes, depending on the situation. So, not to you know jump around too much, but you you were talking about COVID before and and running um you know trying to upgrade or not upgrade, trying to optimize the you know, local sites and their GMB listings during, during COVID. Just, I've spoken to a bunch of people about, you know, working on sites and doing all these things and content during COVID, but what's it been like actually working with like a local business, like one-on-one like that? Um, it's been interesting, like trying to help them stay up to date on what Google's doing and what the options are and just kind of reminding them the importance of staying up to date with ours. I think the most challenging client that I've had is I have one client that um, they're a, a shop 
shopping center. So like outdoor mall. So they have like restaurants and stores and all kinds of stuff. Um, so their hours are different depending on the store. So we, that's been a challenge with COVID because usually their hours are just the same. Like every store and restaurant has the same hours, but now because of COVID restaurants are different and stuff. So that's been a challenge is like trying to figure out a, a workarounds to keep their hours updated, but also different by location, by business in the actual location. That must be a nightmare if let's say you're managing like, I don't know, Pizza Hut, right? So they have like, you know, eight gazillion locations in, you know, 48 states. Yep. And each state now has curfew here, curfew there. We're close here. We're open there. You can only be open on Tuesdays from three to four o'clock when it's a full moon <laughs> and there's a high tide. Like, so how do you, like, how, I can't even imagine what you'd have to do to manage all of that. Yeah, I that can't. I mean, I don't, I don't love systems. I don't love, I don't love Yext. That's not my ideal platform, but I know like, when it comes to that many locations, they're definitely, it, it probably is definitely helpful to have, have a yeah. tool like that for managing that many locations. And it's changing, like, you know, okay, all of a sudden, they, you know, lock down here. Like, oh, like, and, and then, like, I know in New York, my family's in New York, like, there, it goes by, like, different neighborhoods. So, like, New York wow. can be one state of existence. New York City can be its own state of existence. The borough of Brooklyn can be its own state of existence. And then, and then like, that one neighborhood could be totally different than, the, than everything else. And, like, and you have, like, if you're, how do you even know? Like, if I'm an SEO, yeah. like, they say, oh, the, you know, the Bushwick neighborhood of Brooklyn. I don't know where that is. I'm doing, I'm doing SEO on the website, but I'm from Florida. Yeah, you just have to really stay in good communication with your client as far as what they're what their current business situation is and keep it as up to date as possible. I hope they're charging extra for all this. All these, uh, I'm joking. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, cause how do you charge, you how do you charge clients like this? Right. Especially when they're hemorrhaging money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, forget a like, brand like pizza hut, but like, you know, your local, your local pizza shop. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't want to get into like, weird, you know, the monetary side with you, but I'm sure a lot of the businesses that you're working on are not exactly doing great. Um, we've got, we have an interesting mix of clients and a lot of, a lot of e-commerce. Um, so we've actually, we've been very, very lucky through throughout this and have had pretty good, uh, pretty steady workflow and not too many clients that have had to, had to cut back. But I think it just happens to be the current mix of clients that we have right now. That's nice. Probably yeah. rare, but nice. It is, yeah. From what I hear, it's, it's kind of rare. But I think it's also been a time where a lot of businesses, if they have the budget for it, um, have been able to use the extra time that they have to really hone in on their marketing, or maybe they wouldn't necessarily have the time if things were as busy as normal. Right. Okay. So um, this podcast is like a little bit ADD. Let's talk about technical SEO for a second. Yeah. So there was a big battle on Twitter. Uh, who was it? it? It was Danny Sullivan, right? Yes, yeah, Danny. And it was... Um, Joe Hall about the, the core updates and the, the technical significance of SEO for a core update. So I don't want you to step on any landmines or anything or blow up any friendships you have on, on, <laughs> on Twitter SEO, SEO Twitter. But if you are, you have your foot in like a bunch of different areas, right? And if you're looking at a core update and you're like, all right, you know, Look, I, I know how this goes, right? Technical SEOs are like, it's all about technical SEO. If you're a link building, it's all about links. If you're a content person, it's all about content. But if you're straddling kind of like, you know, both areas with this, 
and you're hit, you're you're dealing with the site that gets hit by a core update. Where do you go? Like, what's your first instinct? It's technical, or it's content, or it's something else. Um, the first thing I usually check is just to make sure that there's nothing broken on the site that hasn't that we haven't noticed lately. I mean, we definitely have our have our clients and the tools to be able to be alerted pretty quickly if there's something technically broken. But that's usually the first place I'll check is just to make sure that something hasn't fallen through the cracks that that could have been impacted. And then if it looks like everything's pretty good, then I kind of start to dive in and look for trends between our clients that have been hit by an algo update and try to see if there's any any way to dissect what might have impacted it that way. So if I had to give you a zero sum equation, maybe we'll end over here because I like zero sum questions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for podcasts, they're great. For reality, not so great. Um, if you had to you know, say, okay, core updates are about technical SEO or about other? Oh man, I'm gonna say nine times out of ten they're under under technical SEO because that can encompass quite a few things. I'll take that. I guess it's <laughs> <That's> not <laughs> what I was looking for, but I'll take it. I know <laughs> it's better than it depends. That is true. No, that's true. I do. That was good. I appreciate that. that was on the fly. Also, none of these questions, for the record, none of these questions have been prepared. Um, in fact, we didn't know what we were gonna talk about till the night before. I, I like hey, this whole podcast is about winging it. Okay. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on. This has been yeah, a pleasure. Thanks, a treat. And if you could send me a picture of the skis, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. On that. Awesome. Okay. So again, the SEO rant, when is the next, when is the next episode come out? No one knows. I don't know. Nikki doesn't know. You can ask John Mueller. Maybe he knows, but I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows podcasts even exist. You can find the SEO rant at the SEO rant.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, so that you can be automatically updated when the next episode comes out. Uh, until then, toodles. <laughs>